Have you ever considered custom fabrication for your haunt? We'll learn about the realities and trends if you're thinking about custom fabrication. That's coming up on today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the HAN Show, we bring the haunted attraction industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences worldwide. Whether you're a professional or an enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. Outside of this podcast, we have videos, education, and a weekly newsletter. Links to everything are in the show notes. So Little Spider Creations is a custom fabrication studio based in South Carolina. Since their founding in 1991, they've designed and fabricated for everyone from haunted houses to theme parks, industrial spaces, and retail. And because they sit at the intersection of so many different industries and clients, they have a unique perspective on trends and what's going on in the fabrication and custom design world. While I was at Transworld, I pulled David aside to talk a little bit about that. So today, we're going to hear from David about what you can expect if you're considering custom fabrication, and most importantly, the trends. Trends like pricing, what's going on with raw materials, and how they see their clients utilizing designs more year-round rather than just for the holidays. Okay, so live from the Transworld show floor, here's David. Hey, my name is David Bronner. I'm with Little Spider Creations. We're here at Transworld 2023, and this is the booth we brought. You guys work on a wide variety of projects, yeah. and you're working not just on cash and carry, but you're working on large capital projects for yeah. everybody from small to large theme parks. Talk to me about what you're seeing trend-wise. Well, one thing that comes to mind is extreme Airbnb houses. So really? when I mean, you talk about the, the upcoming recession and yeah. all that, they, they, they know that there's going to be a slump coming. So obviously Halloween is our bread and butter. It's, it's our bloodline. It's what we will always do. Yeah. But we get into a lot of more mainstream stuff as well. Like I said, Airbnbs. Yeah. Uh, clients will come to us do the upfront cost for us to build out the entire house. But once it's done, it's done. And so we do see a lot of clients preparing for the future, uh, doing stuff that's gonna be able to use year round for multiple years, but they're doing it now while they know the demand is relatively low and so is the clientele. So they're getting ahead of the ball. That's smart. So they're investing now in building out so that when everything bounces back in 2024, 2025, they're competitive. Yes. Wow. So is, is that what you suggest to, like, what do you, then what do you suggest for clients? I mean, you have, again, you have independent people, but you have like zoos and aquariums, everything in between. Oh, absolutely. What do you suggest to those folks? Well, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. You know, going back to the Airbnb thing, you have some people who are starting to, to withdraw and pull back projects. Yeah. But then you have some that are like, no, 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 now's the time to strike. And so they're continuing on. People that are continuing on now, it may hurt in the short term, but in the long term, they're going to be better off people pulling back, total opposite. They may be uh, helping themselves in the short term, but in the long run, they're gonna be already so far behind trying to play catch up. You're gonna lose market share, basically, because by the time that it lightens up and people go back out, your competitors then are gonna have a better offering. They're already set and ready to roll. And have you seen those people, are they using like internal money, like savings, or are they getting like financing? Do you have any idea? That's a really good question, and that really depends on the client. Uh, we have some, well, we've got both. Uh, we've got investors that come in and take care of it, and some that they just have, they already have several Airbnbs that are funding the project, just continue funding more and more. Do you think costs are gonna change at all for projects? Like, from my perspective, from Gantum, what I tell people is we have a wait list right now that is eight months long, <laughs> and that is because 
our factory, we own it, but it's in China. Yes. And we're still dealing with the backlash of their zero COVID policy, lifting all that, everyone's sick, and of now course. it's Chinese New Year. So yes. that's delayed. So our it's gonna take a little bit of time for that to ramp back up. Yeah. So we have a we have like a backlog. And I'm telling people, if you order right now, there's gonna be no discount because we don't need it. We have a backlog. But there might be a discount maybe in the future, maybe, but we're not sure. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. Yeah. But what do you guys have any sense? Uh, with the in international, I agree with you. Uh, costs may go up. I think uh, internally in the in the U.S., I'm hoping that all the the price increases have already happened and already starting to slump down a little bit. Yeah, because inflation is cooling a, a tiny bit, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like 002 percent cooling. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the economy they saw what was coming, they got ahead of it. Hopefully, they've already accomplished what they need to, and now things will start cooling off. Okay. Okay, so you're thinking that prices won't continue to be crazy and they'll kind of cool down a little bit. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of I, course, I, none I, of us uh, have a crystal ball, so we can't tell for 100%. I would say echoing from our side, com like component costs, I see the same thing. I see something similar. Component costs kept rising, you know, every quarter, you know, like... Look at lumber. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it just rocketed yep. straight up and now it's been coming back down and yep. hopefully it'll continue. So, you, so basically you think that you'll be able to maintain steady prices for a little bit of time. Yeah. Good or bad, that's what we're planning on. Okay, okay. You know, and like you, you're eight months out. Yep. Um, sometimes we're not that far out, but you know, we still need to think ahead a little bit. Yeah. And the price structure we have going right now is thinking that the prices are gonna maintain. And but what about overall trends that you're seeing? Like where is the future for you guys, do you think? Where is it going? Obviously, when COVID came around, you know, we had several big projects lined up and just hacked at the knees. Yep. Um, over the past, I'd say, year, the especially the the um, of the amusement the amusement park is starting to to get back into the same role that they had before, starting to produce more bigger things, not necessarily just okay, we're in um, catastrophe mode. What 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 can we save on? Uh, so when it comes to haunts and bigger things like the, the scare zones and backdrops and all that, the, they are starting to finally start get back to where they, they used to be. Okay. Do you, see, do you see those clients on the whole investing more in year round or not? Yes. Yeah. So something else we've done for, and we like to push this on clients as much as possible, you're paying for one thing, but have it be transform transformable, transformable. <laughs> yeah. You can go from season to season season yeah. with minimal work. So we do this a lot with set designs where we'll, we'll start off with a, a general basic setup, but then switching out either colors or backdrops or props or whatever. You can go from summer to Halloween to Christmas winter. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff, it's not year round, but you get more bang for your buck. Definitely. Okay. And you're seeing that more in the small, like smaller attractions or haunted houses specifically, or both? Now, well, actually, now that you mentioned it, I, I wasn't gonna say not in the haunted house, but I am. Um, there's one park in particular that's close to where we live. They were just a haunted house. They were killing it on the haunted house end, but they wanted to expand. So last year they did a winter thing. Okay. This year they did a, a summer thing. So now, again, they're going the whole way through, making money the entire way. Okay. If you've got the money and the location and the space to do it, man, more bang for your buck. Why not get yeah. it while you can? 
And that's something you guys can also help them with the design on. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's Absolutely. the design. I think that's that's part of it too. Is you think enough ahead, like it has to be worked into the design that you're going to have something that can transition yeah. between seasons. There's been yeah. plenty of clients who've come to us and talked to us about whatever's going on, but they're afraid to pull the trigger. They they don't want to spend X amount, you know, five six figures, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like that's cool. Hire us to be the designer. Yeah. After the design phase is done, take those designs, do whatever you want with them. You want to continue with us? Let's do it. You want to go somewhere else? Those designs are yours. That's an interesting point. So they could even build it in-house in theory. If they wanted to. In theory, right? Like in theory. If, if they you know, if, if they want to, or a lot of haunters build a lot of their own stuff. But you know, that's just kind of they're very different from theme parks in that regard, right? You know, they build all their own stuff. So but having that perspective that you guys bring that to make it a more year-round revenue generating thing would be yeah. yeah cool i mean very few people take the designs and run usually yeah. it's it's just like that that initial cost factor yeah so this way they have it they know what's going to happen they know how much it's going to cost when they finally ready to pull the trigger yeah. that's when they hire us on and then we continue forward Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lightning and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land to Hagrid's bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo? Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network. <laughs>